Hello, welcome to Dying to Talk. I'm Buddy Feneff, a fourth generation funeral director in New Hampshire and the owner of Feneff Funeral Homes and Crematorium and the founder of the Cremation Society of New Hampshire. My co-hosts today are Mandy Damaris and Madison Smith, both longtime funeral directors with our firm. Hello, I'm Mandy. Thanks for joining us on Dying to Talk. Hi, I'm Madison. We're excited to discuss some frequently asked questions about the funeral industry. Dying to Talk is a lighthearted and upbeat discussion of those topics no one really wants to talk about. Each episode, we will choose a subject that is related to funeral service, the cremation process, or death and dying. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about Hindu funeral rites, cremation, customs, and rituals. And our guest is going to be Yogesh Parikh. Um, he is the program director for an organization that we are very proud to work with and very fortunate to work with called the Indian Circle for Caring, or referred to as ICC. Uh, Yogesh, welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you. And on behalf of ICC, again, I want to let you know that it's an our honor to be a part of this conversation. Well, thank you. Well, last week, um, for those of the listening, we talked about we talked about sort of the roots of ICC and why it was formed and how you help people through, you know, for for coordinating funeral services and, and whatnot. And but this week, I sort of want to get into the details of the actual ceremony itself. So, let, why don't I'm going to sort of let, give you the lead on this, and you're the expert, and and um, and let, let's talk about that. Okay. So, I will start where the beginning where the death is pronounced by somebody, a medical expert, for example, that a person has died. And at that point, the person may be at home. Most often, the person is at home. And when the person is declared to be dead, clinically dead, if you will, at that point, the family comes into picture and the medical authorities are out of the picture. And one of the first things that happens is informing the closest relatives. Remember, in typical traditional setup, most of the family members are in the nearby area. Right. They, are, they are not flying 3,000 miles away, as an example. Though it's true, this time it may be, poss- uh, may be happening in these days, but traditionally that's still not the case. So most of the villagers or town people get together, and most of them, in fact, family members are in the same area, so they get to- together, and there's some grief that takes place, an emotional outburst, especially amongst the closest of the family. What people do at that point is the dead body is removed from the bed and put it on the ground. On this ground will be a little light. And even at the hospital or nursing home, you you do that as well? From nursing home, it may be brought back to the house. Okay. So people's first preference to die at home. And if they died in the hospital, they are brought back home. I I noticed, and again, I don't have any statistics to, to, to back this up, but... If I look at all the families, we serve about 2,200, 2,300 families a year, and about a third of our families are passing away at home, about a third of our families may be at a nursing home, and the other third, hospital. Um, but I know when we're, we're, we're working with um, the Indian community, it, it almost seems like at least three quarters of them are choosing to pass at home, and a lot of that has to do with, with the culture, I would imagine. So on the side, we also do some other work within ICC, and one of them is called Healthcare Proxy. We help people prepare their own healthcare proxy, and we ask them their wish. One of the wishes the people have is to go home when they are dying. They would rather die at home. So it's a preference. And mm-hmm. when a survey was done in the United States, 
good 80% of people declared that to be their intention to preference that to die at home in india this more common than it may be in the right. mother, more modern societies as such but anyways when the dead person the body of the dead person is brought home or is already at home they remove it from the bed onto the ground on the ground they throw some holy water usually most of the families have a little bit of holy water from river ganges river ganges is considered the holiest of river because it directly descended from heaven from hmm. lord shiva's head so river ganges river's water is considered very holy so any hindu religious rites take place rituals we start with the sprinkling the water onto the ground so now that ground becomes holy body is brought on that and then they put a little light light is they this match with a matchbook they put a little start a light and that's using a purified butter called ghee that's one of the more important uh, elements in hinduism is ghee ghee is used quite often about this sort of things they also and what is ghee ghee is purified butter okay like clarified butter don't you, mm. you don't cook indian food at home i, I wish i could <laughs> it just never turns out that well <laughs> so they use this so that's and also they put a favorite deity's photograph near the body and this is to symbolize that the person is the marching on soul is marching on is free will be marching on and the body that's left behind is to be going back to the the five elements of the the world if you will now families have started gathering we do not like to keep the body in the house for very long time in fact the preference is to burn the body cremate the body on the same day however if the person died in late in the evening when it's not feasible then people wait until the next morning but never beyond next sunset mm-hmm. idea is to burn cremate the body as early as possible after the death has been announced and what's the reasoning what's the what's the the sort of the, the religious or the the logic behind so that? that the soul can be completely free of the body remember the body is the cage in which the right. soul has been imprisoned the soul is eternal it has to go somewhere else in fact when we cremate the body soul will go to the another body if the person has done good deeds in life the soul may go into another human being which is the highest form of life however if the person has been not so good in his or her life and is lived a sinful life then belief is that the person may come back in the lower form of life such as bugs animals etc etc and work the way back up again and work the way back up and there is this cycle of life this is cycle of birth life and death that continues so our family members interest is to release the soul possibly to the next better life and when this life continues at one point the life that's lived so very well that there'll be no need for this soul to come back in the human form either and that's called liberation salvation or nirvana mm-hmm. and the ultimate freedom and the person will never be repeating this cycle of life birth life and death again so anyway this body is on the floor it has been dressed up in a white clothes favorite clothes of that person if it's a woman's body and if the woman's husband is alive they clad that body in a red sari if the woman's husband is dead if woman is was widow then they put cover the body in a white outfit with some jewelry the preference is for the jewelry that she preferred in that case for the man it could be wrist watches an example and some other clothes or favorite tie 
if be if the that be the case then the families have arrived they try to take this body to the nearest place where there is an arrangement by the city government or the local authorities for burning the body in old times it used to be near the river bank of a river not every city has a river not every village has a river so the city government or the local authorities will provide for some platform away from town little farther away from town which is where the prior is created which is wooden logs arranged in such a way that body can be left on it families take this body to that place they put the body on this pyre and the eldest son the eldest son will match this body and there's some dry grass the hay around it also in addition to the dry woods so the dry wood catches the fire quickly and the body will be burning now this is what happens in india obviously that's not right. not in that it doesn't States. happen okay. here we don't go by the merrimack river that's correct to, okay. that's correct that's correct yeah. so but anyway so the, when the body is burnt and it takes 2 to 3 to 4 hours for the body to burn as the body is burnt then families go back home they have to take shower at that point they have to clean themselves they have to purify because body was not pure mm-hmm. soul was the pure one body was not pure one so especially the immediate family members will take shower clean them cleansing takes place and they put new clothes on they discard the old clothes that they were wearing before that and then next day or day after following couple of days later they come back to pick up the ashes and ashes are taken to a river such as holy river like ganges or if a river if they are quite far from ganges river they might do that in a local river they sprinkle the ash because that might that's how but always are. a river not the ocean river. ocean river is meet the ocean okay oh, so it's a practical aspect of yeah. it but not the pond pond is a stagnation of water so they want to leave it in a river that goes into the so ocean so if you if you live on the coast it would be in india you you're fine that could, they would go to the ocean that would be acceptable would be ocean they would okay. also sprinkle with some flowers and some other religious things and also the ghee and little light and they put it in the water now this is what they do in india right but the hindu people who follow the hinduism practices here in united states our local authorities don't allow us to burn the bodies wherever they choose to because there are certain areas such as crematorium which right. is licensed facilities so when the icc is notified of the death in a family we go approach them then we try to find out what are their preferences if they have preference for a hindu priest we have a list of the hindu priest we try to find out contact one of them we also try to find out when the funeral could take place the cremation could take place if they are not waiting for the many family members from distance then we could rather do that very next day so which we do if the state laws allow for example in massachusetts we cannot do that for at least two days as you and know. same as new hampshire as you know there's a right. 48 hour waiting period sometimes that's been been weighed by the medical examiner but you know if someone passes on the weekend we can't necessarily get in touch right. with the medical examiner so we we try to take yeah. as best we can the cultures and customs and try to americanize them making sure that we're meeting all the so when the, the family has decided on the schedule the funeral if mm-hmm. you will after a facilitator is contacted for example icc would contact you but in your case this funeral home and if you are available and if you can accommodate then we would have the funeral at that point so now the body is already here in the, in, mm-hmm. in united states case in our case right. here in this area body is already with you so family will come with their preference for the clothes that they would like to have for the fa- the 
person who is deceased and they dress up the thing their body but with when they dress up the body they use ghee butter milk and honey and also little bit of pink or red powder you might have seen that mm-hmm. yes. mm-hmm. and this yeah. is all one of the holy things the idea is to purify cleansing takes place so when soul departs the body everything is pure and clean and whatever is not pure and clean is burnt so that the, it is sacrificed so to speak in the fire so after the body is cleaned new clothes are provided then the priest comes into picture and priest will start chanting certain religious hymn or script from the scripture and at that point the priest is using old ancient language called sanskrit and most people don't understand i have no idea when yeah. this priest is reciting these things but most people don't either but we know it's like latin for the people right. who are following catholicism when right. pope says something mm-hmm. they know he meant well but we don't yeah. understand what he said likewise the priest says in sanskrit and he'll do he or she mostly it's a he will start chanting in sanskrit language and the ritual could last anyway from few minutes to couple of hours based on the family's interest preference and the religious belief in the in this last rites of the cremation after the priest has done his religious duty by the way the religious duty is performed by the eldest son eldest male relative if it's not son is not there then the brother would take place or some cousin or so but usually eldest male in india by the way the women don't go for the cremation they stay at home mm-hmm. because women are not able to control the emotions they might cry and when they cry the tears come out and tears are like any time body sheds something it's impure so tears are also considered impure and we don't want any impurity of tears so women do not accompany the men when they go for cremation in united states as you have seen here the families come in india children don't go to the cremation facility either because it's not something they can withstand in terms of citing it in united states that's also yeah, common right. children come here or some so after the priest has done his duty he has asked the oldest son to perform certain religious aspects of it including offering rice ball which is made of a rice flour five or seven ball which are left in the casket at different parts of the body they also most priests will do this though not all of them do the same thing they will put seven coins on seven different parts of the body like behind the ears on the eyes on the near the nose on the chest etc the priest will also try to bring the palm together in a prayer condition in prayer pose if you will as if the person who is departing has been praying for the the, the god's mm-hmm. uh, blessing if you will or something so anyway so this is goes on and after it's done all the family members who are present in the funeral facilities they come to offer their own last respects and the way we do that is by having flower pet rose petals as medicine you mentioned rose petals are brought there for the family the each of these visiting members of the family friends etc will come forward take some petals circle around the body in a counter clockwise and they start with the head then they complete the circle offer the flowers at the bo- at the feet but don't touch the body only priest and the oldest son will touch the body then they go back to their seats after offering their condolences to the family after everybody is done then the oldest son will come he will make three rounds 
again counterclockwise in such a way that the body is on his left hand side and he circles around at the end he will offer the flowers and the casket is closed and then when everybody is seated the immediate family members the what we call the pole bearers mm-hmm. there are four of those and usually mostly if not all the time these are the male members of the family they come forward on four sides of this casket they take it out feet first and then they take it out and they go to the cremation facility in the cremation facility there is this oven and the priest again performs some religious duty raises the casket to the level of the oven door and the oldest son again will put a little fire on the casket when it's not permitted permitted by the local laws if you will then the oldest son will press the button and turn the oven on and in this case the oven will turn the body into ashes which is picked up next day by the oldest son or another family member who is available but they don't bring it home these ashes are in a small box they are left in the garage for example because remember this is the impure thing we don't right. want to bring it back and we have released the soul soul is free and in fact wandering and it takes 10 days before the soul finds another body in which the soul will be traveling so to speak meaning the next life this is a fundamental belief of the hindu reincarnation as a part of the cremation cremation and reincarnation belief they are go hand in hand so the family members will come back pick up the ashes take it home leave it in the garage and they will take it to the river if they have preference they might be going to india and if so when they go to india they might take it and go to ganges not all of them do that but some still do that and my father passed away here and we took ashes to india to river ganges mm-hmm. in case of those families who don't do this thing they are really leaving it in the local rivers if the epa laws permit them to do so but the ashes are always left in the flowing water we appreciate you coming um very informative even though we've performed 50 60 70 hindu services here it's really i, I never had it's never really been explained to us in that level of detail before so appreciate it thank you for joining us on another informative episode of dying to talk i definitely learned a lot if our listeners have any questions about funerals or cremations either in new hampshire or vermont I'm happy to answer them. Just email me at buddy at finef.net. That's buddy at p-h-a-n-e-u-f.net. Or call me on my direct line at 603-625-5778. Our contact information is in the show notes of this episode too.